So yeah, the news, David is uh, representing, driven down at the brand new Hyundai Palisade launch. Now that's a new uh, large mega American mm. SUV. It's got eight seats. It does have eight seats, seven or eight seats, depending on which yeah. model you go for. It's crazy. About 100, 120K, depending on which model. Um, David will give us all the full details when he is back, but he is on uh, location, on assignment at the moment, so he's looking after that. But um, yeah, so uh, we, we can do a bit of a cross with him at the moment. David, you are at the uh, Palisade launch right now, so uh, what can you actually tell us? Hi guys, miss you. What can I tell you? Well, I'm at the launch of the Hyundai Palisade. Uh, it's a brand new SUV, new name. It's a supersized SUV. It's quite a bit bigger than a Santa Fe and it's also um, at a supersized price. Uh, entry level model is 99990 and it goes all the way up to 119990 if you want the limited model with the Napa leather and all the bells and whistles. Um, the interesting thing about this vehicle is that it's available as a seven or an eight seat. So if you cho- choose the seven, which is the more luxurious model, um, you get two captain chairs in the middle. The idea being that it's a bit like a people mover, I guess. Although um, most people in New Zealand wouldn't be seen dead in a people mover, whereas everybody seems to love big SUVs. So this is a big American style SUV, a lot of road presence. It's going to be really interesting to see how Hyundai goes with this. It's obviously the most expensive vehicle the company has ever offered in New Zealand. And uh, looking forward to a day or two of driving and um, well, I will report back when we're done. So um, check out driven.co.nz for the full story. That's, wow, that was interesting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely not pre-recorded and definitely live cross. Thank you, David, <laughs> for that. That's fascinating information, uh, whatever you said. So, uh, yeah, uh, that, that's good stuff. So Hyundai Palisade is coming out. Uh, also, there was some other news of the week, uh, I think just to, well, uh, mid this week. Tuesday, Wednesday this week with a Tesla recall, Andrew. Yeah, no, it's one of. I think it is actually the biggest Tesla recall I've had to date. Um, basically, a bunch of cars, well, one hundred thirty thousand Model S and Model Xs over in America have had to be recalled because the processor in their massive touchscreen thing stops working. And you know how like the whole car is controlled from that touchscreen. So yeah. if that cuts out, then your car is just a big old paperweight. Yeah, because it's not a, a. We've had a few cars, obviously, with mm. with touchscreens where the screen crashes, and yeah. but that doesn't control the car, I guess, or it doesn't have vital components. Exactly. Yeah, because you can't use the indicators, you can't use the windscreen wipers. Um, I think you can still drive it. All the headlights and stuff, everything is controlled in that central unit. So. Yeah, even opening the glove box. Exactly. <laughs> the very important task. <laughs> yeah, the, the complex task of going through the touchscreen yeah. to open the glove box. Well, apparently they're saying that um, Tesla have made these these systems more like a video game because it's powered by an NVIDIA pr- processor, which, to be honest, I've never built a gaming PC, but my mates have, and I, I remember them talking about NVIDIA, so it's just the processor yeah. that you use to render graphics, I think. I'm probably going to get crucified for saying that. but ah. And basically, it's not built to automotive grade. It's more high-end gaming. That's what a few outlets yeah, are right. saying, so hence why they're going to have to recall them and replace them. Well, that, I guess that probably is the my thought of the day, the one thought that I've had for the day, is that look how many times you're... Things crash. Computer mm. devices crash. Your PC crashes. You get the blue screen of death. Yeah, Even yeah. Apple's. I mean, I've got both computers, and they, they do tend to crash every now and then. We're, we're seeing these touchscreens are crashing in cars every now and then. It's, yeah. a, it's a soft reset. It resets itself, and it's back online within a you know, few seconds or so. Mm. But what I've been amazed with since the ECU has come out in cars in, I think, the mid-'80s is 
you don't actually get ECU car ECUs that crash. True, yeah. It's been remarkable that, that yeah. I mean, I could be wrong here, but so you just don't hear cases of an ECU crashing. You maybe hear failures after decades, yeah, but, yeah. but you know, not the regular crashes that you would probably get on a typical life of a PC. Yeah, that's, that's very true. And like, I suppose if your ECU crashes, because that's in charge of like the injectors and the, like, yeah. the, the timing <laughs> and stuff. Yeah, so if that did, it could be catastrophic, which is yeah. amazing. You'd be doing 100 and whatever, 100 Ks down the motorway and yeah. uh, the car just is like turning the key off, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Potentially. So it's just remarkable that, Which, that they can engineer ECUs that don't do that. Yeah, and I guess that kind of goes back to the point of designing something for automotive use versus gaming use. So obviously, these ECUs have been just designed to, I don't know, billions of dollars in investments just to never fail ever. Yeah. Whereas I guess Tesla is like millions of dollars of thing, but obviously it's still not up to the same standard. Ah, back in the good old days where my Nintendo game and watch didn't ever fail my fire fire attack donkey kong double screen nintendo game and watch in fact i think they just did a 40th anniversary nintendo game and watch with mario that i was compelled to purchase i was gonna say you haven't bought it yet (laughs) yes i have i think i showed you recently but um yeah they never crash either so obviously uh, same tech either ends of the spectrum definitely same tech as those gaming pcs definitely the, (laughs) the 80s lcd but uh yeah remarkable so um i guess the also the other big news of this week is in V8 Supercars, where uh, Jamie Winkup is retiring at the end of 2021, taking over effectively a management role within Triple Eight Racing. So, uh, and Tony Quinn, who uh, should uh, definitely no stranger to New Zealand with the ownership of Highlands Motorsport Park and Hampton Downs and many various categories over the years, like GT Championship, he's now become a 40% shareholder of Triple Eight hmm, Racing. Wow. So, um, yeah, Roland Dane uh, has stepped back a little bit to 11%. His daughter's also a, a major shareholder as well. But Tony Quinn is now the majority shareholder of that. So that should be interesting. Yeah. Forgive my youthful ignorance, but Triple um, <laughs> Eight, they're the ones that build all the race cars, don't they? Like, majority of the race cars. Yeah, all the different teams build the different cars, and Triple Eight's been building the, the Red Bull cars. Oh, I see that. Just Red cars. Bull. Okay, I'm with you. Yeah. So, um, yeah, they've dominated a lot of stuff, and Jamie uh, has been yeah, suggested he's the GOAT, the greatest of all time. Um, <laughs> he's certainly got some stats to, to back that up, whether he is or not. Uh, yeah, I, I, well, I, I mean, so. in my lifetime, he's basically dominated it. Yeah, so. definitely, and probably even more so if, if he took notice of his fuel gauge or <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah true or calls from the oh, radio man, yeah. but nonetheless still highly successful and, and you know really really good so uh, yeah he, he's obviously looking after his post racing career with that side of things so interesting mm. as well I, I do actually have a tony quinn story oh yeah um i used to race with uh, tony where i first met him was doing target tasmania as dan and mm-hmm. dan and tassie and he is a scott He's okay, a Scott really? slash Aussie slash Kiwi. Yep. A little bit of a mix. So uh, he's known for being a bit, well, he, he's shrewd. Yep. I wouldn't say he's a tight Scott. He's a he's a shrewd okay. person. Typical Scott. Uh, remember at Target Tasmania oh, a decade or so ago, we were, we were both just down there waiting and we we're, we we're both in the, in the top 10 outright. So you get to see all the other cars run beforehand. But there was about three or four cars, five or six after us as well. So... Uh, we actually had a bet at the time, knowing Tony's tight, we had a bet <laughs> on who would actually be fastest. And I think he picked um, like a Subaru STI, Dean Herridge or something. And I picked, the La- I think it was the Lamborghini at the time. And I thought, Fair there's enough. no way that Lamborghini is going to get beaten. Yeah, yeah. He goes, no, I think you'll be wrong. Uh, and so we made a bet of $10. <laughs> yeah. A $10 big stakes. <laughs> With a guy who, at the time, was worth 400 or No, he said he was worth $360 million at the time. 
Did he just drop that into conversation? Or? Yeah, very, <laughs> very matter of fact. He said yeah, he was yeah. looking forward to doing a bit of retiring uh, when he reached 400 million. So oh this was back in his VIP pet foods days. Oh, the kangaroos. So, yeah, when he was churning through 15,000 kangaroos a week <laughs> to make pet foods. So, um, uh, yeah, d- which is, they are a pest, so it's it's nothing bad when he was going around with a vacuum and scooping them up and mincing them into VIP pet foods containers. I think 40 million is the population of kangaroos, so that's why wow. they're, they're quite a popular choice for, for pet food. Um, but uh, So I bet him that 10 bucks, and sure enough, half an hour later, my wind did come in, and I didn't oh, see yeah. him for the rest of the day because we'd, we'd sort of split separately and done our own separate uh, races and, and mm. driven back to Park Ferme that night. I didn't see or hear from him, but I was thinking, hey, I, I just got 10 bucks out of Tony. I wonder if he's going to come up with it. Anyway, I got up the next morning, and you, and you do stage releases in the next morning as well. So you, okay. you're 30 seconds apart on the road, and we were probably about 8 or 10 minutes apart. So I didn't really see him at all. He'd taken off or something, or, or he was having a sleep in. I think I was first. Oh, I, I beat him out. And um, I got over to my car in the morning because it's all locked up in this velodrome. Mm. All two, 300 cars are all parked up, and I opened my door. And here is a stack of $1 coins <laughs> sitting on my dashboard. <laughs> 10 high, of course. So he had, uh, he'd paid me off in his $10, but knowing how tight and reluctant it was, yeah. uh, he paid me off in dollar coins <laughs> rather than a $10 note. And he said that was probably the hardest 10 bucks I've given out. For sure, wow. So, um, yeah, he's, uh, he's, he's good value, good fun, and, uh, but he's a man of his word and integrity. So he paid off his bet and then uh, you know, sold his VIP pet foods company for something. In the region of uh, some insane amount, hundred forty yeah. million dollars, or, or wow. a couple of hundred million dollars, or something like that. A couple of, I think it was three fifty million dollars at the time, and then then bought Highlands and has gone on to yeah. do lots more since then as well. So um, yeah, so good good for Tony for, yeah, uh, for sure getting uh, a much better part of V eight supercars as well. Uh, now what we're going to do? We're going to throw uh, to our first game of the week, which is going to be a little bit unique, I know, because <laughs> it's just the two of us. But it's our car quiz. 